0: And welcome to episode 44 of the In General Podcast, brought to you by Jurassic Outpost. My name is Jack, and I'm joined with Chris. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going today? Very good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Mm. Got my coffee for my podcast, and... It's a, yeah, I got my uh, my tea. It's
1: a beautiful rainy day outside. It looks incredibly dreary, um, but that means there's no sun in my eyes right now, so it's, it's kind of relaxing.
0: I mean, those are the perfect days for podcasts when it's raining yeah. outside, unless it, you know they also the perfect interview. day to
1: watch movies like The Lost
0: World. Do you know what, Chris? Every day is a perfect day to watch The Lost World. It, that, that, that's true. <laughs> it is a fine movie. It's my favorite movie. Um, so let, we have a lot to talk about. It's been ages since we last podcast. And the last podcast we did was the Colin interview. But before we talk about that, because we want to go in depth, um, did you see the Phil Tippett auction? Yes.
1: Yes. Um... Uh, some amazing pieces there. Actually, I really should go about downloading all of the images that they shared directly. Uh, I
0: got them, man. Do you okay. know what? Um, Derek sent them. Uh, Sc- yeah. yeah and... So download them, dude. They're great. Like, There's some seriously amazing behind the scenes, even just in those reference images. Yeah, we've got
1: to get those on the website.
0: Yeah, we we should I I think I'm mean, talking with Derek. I think he's going to get a section up. That would be cool because he won he won he, one of the items, man. Yeah, he won one and
1: then of course, you know the other thing that he's kind of slowly working towards sharing as yeah. well. Yeah. Um but yeah, though no, there's some there's some really great images coming out from Jurassic Park. I think, there's one, I think it's in his own private stash right now. Uh, so I can't really reveal it, but uh uh it, it's cool.
0: I know. I know. It was funny because Derek was telling me about it, and then he tweeted Phil about the one he, the item he won, and and Phil Tippett replied, "God damn it, that's the one with the treasure map on the back. How did that get in there? <laughs>
1: that was brilliant." Uh, Time, you know, he's gonna have to like go go pour over all
0: of them with like the invisible ink finder, just just in case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's when there actually is a treasure map. That would be so funny, man. But I mean, I mean, just looking at them, it's it's nineteen ninety two documents from Amblin and Universal and scripts and Phil's script and storyboards and concept art. It's just insane. You think this this is as fans of it, you know, ordinary people probably wouldn't find this stuff entertaining. But as fans of the franchise, this is stuff that people were holding on set and working from. And this is the this is the this is the folders that made the movie. And it's crazy to think that Phil shaped it. Just, yeah it shaped the movie. I, I think one
1: of the coolest things are some of the um, obviously the storyboards and like you know the scene breakdowns but sometimes the things that I like the most that you normally never get to see are the script um, the script notes. So like mm-hmm. when you have somebody like Phil or um, other people kind of saying oh you know this you know I'm not a writer but I like this but I'm not sure about this we should try to focus on this. I think that getting script notes uh, from different creative branches is always a really fascinating thing to see, kind of how everyone kind of talks and helps Yeah, the and the keywords
0: evolve. as well, because they're cool. I mean, it's it's obviously, this is when you're in the crew, and Phil was a big part of the first movie. And I'm just looking at the item that Derek won now, and it's full-size creature list. So they had, obviously, the T-Rex, but they've got Dilophosaurus, bracket spitters, approved by Spielberg. So in theory, <laughs> although it says one, Baby Raptor 1, Triceratops 1, and then he's got Hadrosaurs, but it's crossed out as Brontosaurs, uh, which is <laughs> the ones in the tree. It's just cool to see stuff like that. you know. Even when they were working on the movie, they, they maybe switched things up. Triceratops hatching, apparently, they've got written there. Yeah. It looks like that's uh, yeah. uh, Phil's notes. Yeah, I do
1: remember them saying that it was going to be a baby Triceratops at a point in time. I forget who said that first. Yeah. I mean, that might be in one of the making of books, but I do know, it might have been... um. Uh, Shannon Shea? Is that how
0: you... It may have Shannon Shea. Shea? Okay. It may have been. I mean, I'm just... What's amazing about these items is that they're showing you things that didn't eventually happen. You know, there's the Jeep being picked up by the yeah. by the Rex. But I think the most exciting... The most, I think, what people are very happy, very relieved about is that it's finally answered the whole conundrum with the T-Rex paddock and, and how the Jeep falls down what seemingly a cliff... You know, and when, I think the best part about it is
1: it's exactly what people suggested. Um, exactly. Yeah. And it's I what people JP like. No, oh, it can't a, be that. Yeah. Yeah. They do had really a goes. map, and
0: and it, and it made sense. Uh, but it was always just our assumptions, you know. And the pretty much the storyboard or, or the the bird's eye map view map that they put up in one mm-hmm. of Phil's auctions. Yeah, it's exactly what people assumed. That and it's so funny. Finally, be we finally got across the, the internet
1: because. Um, I mean, that, that's something that comes up all the time where people are like, and even for me, it is like, because it's hard to kind of follow the car's progress without really paying a lot of attention to it. So you watch it and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. But it, it, it does make sense. But for just a normal view, for I, I don't blame people for watching that and going like, what the hell happened? Ah, yeah. How is it going down a cliff? Where did the T Rex come
0: from? <laughs> yeah. How did they shift that far? I mean, it, it, like it's it never used to. When I was a kid, I never used to notice it. And then it was until I read it online. I was like, oh yeah, that's strange. But then yeah. because it's such a great movie, I think a lot of people that's something you kind of can push aside. But it's great that there's an answer to it. And there's so many auctions. he's even auctioned off the uh, the miniature stop motion cars he had. Yeah. Ooh. That's um, just, and the, and the Brachiosaur uh, maquette, and just, that's insane that people own this. I gotta say, if anyone did win these auctions that follows us, get in touch. We'd love to know what, what the item was that you won, if you're gonna post any of it online or, you know, what you've got. It's, you know, yeah. share, share the wealth. <laughs> A- absolutely. <laughs> nah, just... Or if anybody has
1: um, materials like this in their own private collections, I, I understand that sometimes. You know, you have to kind of tread a careful line. But if you ever want to kind of get in touch and talk about it a little bit, we're uh, all ears at the very least.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we just love hearing what people have. Um, I I wanted everything from this auction. There was no way I was going to be able to get any. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> not place very bid
1: at all because I knew it was just completely out of my range. Um, yeah,
0: but it's, oh, it's it's it's. I'm just. I hope that a lot of it, or if not all of it, went to, you know, true fans, not just collectors who have a lot of money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: it's, it's, I think it's unfair to assume that collectors aren't fans as well. Oh, but no, I do totally know what mean. you mean where there are there are kind of heavy duty collectors that just kind of collect by a checklist and aren't really a fan of the property that they Yeah, yeah.
0: Cuz this is something that I mean, this is something that proper fans just would die over. Yeah, to, to <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure Derek's going to have a great time with going through all his stuff. Yeah absolutely so um, I you, you obviously saw the uh, we released a mobile version of Jurassic outpost finally uh, I
1: it was funny when you were you know you sent it to me you're like hey don't post about it yet but we're pretty much live on the mobile version um, we are yeah, making yeah. a few small tweaks and I had my phone and I just happened to turn it uh horizontally from the vertical and I noticed that this site like, just snapped into like the full site <laughs> mode and yeah. I'm like this is the coolest thing ever because you just go. You know, you're vertical. You've got the mobile version. Horizontal. You've got the full site, and then yeah. completely
0: formatted to my phone immediately. Um, it's 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 super quick, and I think that's the best way to do it because uh, it just makes it simpler. Instead of I, I don't know if you've been on a mobile version of a website, and obviously they don't include every feature. So when we mm-hmm. were designing the mobile site, we we said just get rid of all the side panels, all the sidebars, because the most important thing about the site is the news. All you need is the news and links to the menu. So we got rid of all the side panels, and then. I've been on mobile sites on my phone before, and I've thought, oh, I, I want to be able to access the full site because I need this mm-hmm. feature. And it's so hard to try and get to it. Like, there's it's usually like, buried on the bottom, work.
1: like, use desktop site, and then yeah. you click through another link, and it goes back to the mobile, and you're just like, oh,
0: God. Yeah, it's just an ordeal. And I know like Android's Chrome browser has a request desktop site, so it won't let you get the mobile site. But it's just a pain. But yeah, with this, I mean, you're technically visiting the full site. It's just reformatted itself because you're on a small display. It's the same. If you go in your browser right now and you shrink your the size of your window down to, you know, tiny, it will you'll get the mobile site. I think that's pretty cool. Wait, really? Yeah, so if you're on desktop, you know, don't make your thing full screen, your browser window and then just shrink it. You get the mobile site. Cuz it kind of it just works on based on what size your screen is. So it's pretty smart. In that oh way. yeah, look at that! So you know, for a tablet, if you've got a seven-inch tablet, for example, you'll probably get the mobile site. But if you've got a ten-inch tablet, you'll get the full site, or something like that. You know, which I no. think is pretty good because you know, ten, 10 inches is big enough to view the full site. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Or if you did want the mobile version, just turn it horizontally, and you kind of get that. Out. Yeah, you zoom should... in. Would yeah. either,
0: but if you're on a on an iPad. But anyway, that's that's live. Uh, we're very happy about that. So we're finally online. I mean, we, we'd wanted to do that for ages, but you know, developing something for mobile takes time. But it was, um, yeah, I'm glad. Well, yeah, this really.
1: is all. I mean, I think it's important for people to realize. You know, this is all out of pocket. There isn't like this site does not fund itself. Is uh, you know, we yeah. don't have. We're not loaded with ads or other things like that. Like we want to keep the site very user friendly and for the fans. Exactly, of that, it's not a uh, it's not a um,
0: place to make money. Exactly, it, it doesn't. It's it's not a quick process. Uh, I know, like like Chris said, everything we do is in our spare time. But the mo- I'm glad the mobile sites finally come out, and I've been uh, just spending too much time filling out the individual pages for the movies. Uh, if you go the yeah. video <laughs> games pages for one, two, and three, I have filled them out, which takes so much time. Um, I also did the Lost World deleted scenes and learnt a lot, man. I mean, obviously. Um, we know the lost world had two deleted scenes on on, on that were included on the d v d but yes. there 's a lot more man there 's like extended Malcolm and Hammond arrival of the gatherers where they go through all the equipment and like in detail and this is all stuff they filmed there 's pictures of them having filmed it and and it 's obviously on the cutting room floor, but this is stuff that now, like twentieth anniversary, man, come on, give us. Give us stuff that we've never seen before. Yeah, no, given I
1: know that a lot of it will probably be unedited, um, ungraded footage, everything like that. But put it on the put it on the Blu-ray and if you want to, give an intro. Explain this footage is unfinished, it never you know, it was cut in this stage of development, so because of that it might be choppy, the quality might be eh but put it in there If you if you feel insecure yeah. about it You give that disclaimer And because of that It gives you a good narrative You know You could You know Have somebody talk about The filmmaking process beforehand And it can give a lot of input For uh, fans uh, and Yeah It'd be good viewers. to get Michael
0: Kahn in there Or something An interview with Michael Kahn And, and uh, you know So why did you cut this scene Though this is why His pacing Blah 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 But it's funny Because it says uh, The gatherer's arrival Onto Isla, Nublo- Isla Sauna Is fairly fast paced cutting from the vehicles driving to the team tracking Sarah via GPS. In the script, the team looks through their gadgets, and Eddie briefly explains how everything works, how to track down Sarah, and how to avoid animal attacks. And there's photos of these scenes. There's photos of Eddie walking around the trailers, uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, Nick Van Owen going through all the equipment. They they filmed this. Like, I want to see this footage. I, part of The Lost World, the reason it's so good is the technology, the yeah. vehicles, and, and Eddie's... Just I shit, think man. the <laughs> reason
1: why engine is what it was in Jurassic World was because of The Lost World. I think Colin Washang went. Damn, they are equipped. And then he's. Yeah. And then it. And I never made the conclusion that engine had its own like little paramilitary sect. But now going back and watching The Lost World, I'm like, I can see like the roots of that. They they didn't seem as uh kind of military type. Then they seemed more like safari, guns for hire. But um. Uh, yeah. You can really see the roots of like this engine being this very intricate company, and then Eddie and his people with all of their technology. It was it was
0: fascinating. It was so good. I mean, there's obviously everyone knows this one. The Peter Ludlow engines. He, they're drinking. So so this is funny. Him and Roland are drinking. Peter Ludlow and Roland. <sighs> oh, I think just Ludlow's drinking. <clears throat> Details are a little bit unclear, but he trips and falls because he hits something in the bushes and he falls onto the baby Rex and and breaks its leg which is why its leg is broken he didn't do it with Mm -hmm. the bottle he fell by accident and they filmed that and there's obviously a picture of it that was released on some like a um, uh, uh, you know those things that you put put over your eyes and you flick them and the picture changes oh like the viewfinder yeah there was like a picture of Roland and Ludlow on the baby Rex with the Rex screaming and like they filmed that scene because that's I mean, unless that was just a set picture. Apparently, they filmed that scene, and I know that there's an interview with David Cap, <laughs> It even who looks, really it
1: looks color graded. It looks early color grading. It doesn't look like it's entirely like light mastered, but that might have been for the viewfinder. But yeah, no, that does yeah. look like a graded. film It's photo. weird,
0: isn't it? It's 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 like it's supposed to. It's like they filmed it. Apparently, they did, and apparently, Peter Lod, uh sorry, David Cap, was really disappointed that they cut it. Um, I, if I
1: had to hazard a guess, it might have been really hard to watch. Like, it might yeah, have been, like, one of the scenes that they cut because it was just, like, a little too rough around the edges in terms of, like... It's kind of, like, dark.
0: It is, but apparently um, there was more to the scene where Ludlow and... Uh, so, here we go. Actually, I've written what I'm trying to talk about. So, so David Kep has expressed that he was sad to see, this, see the scene go, due to it giving more depth to the characters of Roland Tembo and Peter Ludlow, where they exchange varied parts of their lives and share philosophies with each other. So... I mean, I think there was way more to the scene, and then he probably breaks his leg. And it probably was, because it w- was a bit brutal, so they got rid of the scene. Yeah,
1: it was probably a mixture of just like watching a baby animals leg like, get broken, mixed, mixing it with drunken and alcohol. It just might have been like a little too much.
0: Yeah, um, there's, also, there's also pictures of um, the Gatherers, which is obviously Sarah and Ian and all that, breaking into the InGen camp. Um, but there's actually scenes of them cutting fuel lines of vehicles and, and stuff like that. Now, that's kind of... We know that they did that, but we didn't see it. That would be cool to see. Just extended stuff like that, because we're so, Lost World's so good, man. I could take another hour of it, you know? I'll tell you, <laughs> you what, more.
1: Engine and them were dicks, but, um, man, I'm surprised they were so forgiving for, uh, you know, after they found them after the Rex attack on the trailer. I'm surprised that they were so um, inclusive. As, <laughs>
0: yeah. as easily inclusive, considering, like... The, uh, they just it, screwed all the equipment. Yeah. But, but I mean, they were in the right, let's be honest. I mean, yeah,
1: engine were dicks, and I think they probably felt like they were doing the greater good by keeping the
0: dinosaurs off of mainland. Yeah. So, LEGO Jurassic World Indominus um, Escape is out, and funnily enough, it's on Netflix, both US and UK.
1: Yes. Uh, it was kind of funny because they put it on Netflix before every episode has <laughs> premiered. So it was a little confusing because each day they're like, a new episode yeah. each day, and you're like, okay, this is cool, this is cute. And then it was like, on the third day like <clears throat> just the whole thing was on Netflix, and I'm like huh, uh.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I gave it a watch. And also, the if anyone's still struggling to watch it, the uh, YouTube videos are now available to me in Britain, so I, and they weren't previously, so I assume they've licensed it worldwide now yeah Um, it's worth a watch obviously like it's not the kind of it's yeah it's not the kind of extended thing that i want to see but i'm not the key demographic for lego short films so yeah i mean the
1: humor wasn't horrible like when you talk about free online shorts usually in the past they were they would be something that'd be really weak or even like uh at toys r us they used to get like those direct-to-dvd like 30 minute shorts based off of existing properties and they would be pretty horrible like Mm. Really bad humor. This was actually kind of funny. Um Some
0: it, Care has gone into this for sure. They've crafted it well. It's, you know, it's a retelling of Jurassic World, so it's it's like a, a retelling for kids kind of thing. It
1: is kind of funny, though, because there's a lot of criticism, and I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into this right now, but there's been a lot of criticism about, like, you know, t- accusations about Jurassic World possibly being sexist with Claire's depiction of the character, and uh, whether or not you agreed with it or not, if you watch the Lego short it is so incredibly sexist, and on top of that, Claire doesn't even get her, her heroic moment at the end. Owen does it. Claire does absolutely nothing. Yeah. She is just like, oh, let me do this. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, look at that It's so pretty. It reminds That's me of true. my She's hair. She's dumb throughout. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'm watching this, and I'm like, who the hell approved this? like yeah. especially coming off the criticisms of Jurassic World who thought like oh let's double down on that and make her completely useless you know what's too bad is Bryce Dallas Howard did the voice it was really funny um but they never gave her a heroic moment they never gave her like yeah. like yeah. a oh man she's pretty smart type of moment and they made Owen dumb at times as well but nowhere ne- like there were moments where Owen kind of channeled, channeled
0: uh Emmett from the Lego movie um, yeah, I could see that for sure. I mean, that was probably intentional. Yeah,
1: and it, it was funny, and then Ms. Ronnie was a goofball. Like, everyone was a little airy, but um Claire, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. I mean, they literally, they took the ending. Owen, instead of Claire getting the T-Rex, Owen has the idea. Owen runs off and does it, and it's a bunch of hybrids. And actually, the hybrids look really cool as Legos. Um, it's yeah, kind of weird think... that they're not available, if I had a hazard a guess, there's probably a time they were planning dino hybrid Lego sets and then they probably realized, eh, there's no movies for them, so nah. But it kind of looks like that. It's like a giant commercial for Lego sets that don't exist.
0: I think it's important to note that when you're a fan of Jurassic Park, don't expect um, stuff. Because, <laughs> like, they probably planned hybrid, you know, toy sets. Yeah. But not going to make them. You know, the same with with uh jp 2011 we're so used to thing the cartoons we're so used to things being planned and then getting cancelled and not happening i uh, yeah well
1: I, you know that's one of the things that we heard continuously is uh nobody was prepared for jurassic world success so 2016 was like a rush job like okay how do we support the brand in 2016 and it was
0: just slap together in about yeah but six they did months. well with this lego movie like uh, i'm not like, it's not what i wanted to see but for what it is it's great as um, long as it's um, not I'm the only thing that's really coming good. out
1: yeah i mean i would be more than happy if they said oh we're doing more shorts like that in the future like maybe become a semi-regular thing i think kids really liked it especially there were a lot of comments on our article on youtube and stuff like oh my son loved it please tell me there's gonna be more he watches it almost every day it's like yeah that's definitely a hit they should actually maybe fund a mini series that is lego and uh, obviously, that can't be like that's what we're supporting Jurassic with and Jurassic only. But that that's it absolutely it, it the humor that it provides, and I think it's just something that is unique. And dinosaurs are always a lot of fun. So giving that to the Jurassic property, yeah, go go full steam ahead with it. Definitely, just, you know, maybe don't make Claire entirely useless because whether or not you like the character <laughs> or not, if she's going to be in the movie, you bet. Just I don't know. Yeah, it was, uh, no, I, no, I was kind sure. of frustrated watching it. I was like, kind of laughing in like, a surreal moment. I'm like, they really went in this direction with her in this, didn't they?
0: So, we scored an interview with Colin Trevorrow. We did? Um, we did, apparently. I'm reading. I'm reading up about it. A Cease told me. <laughs> um, but that was pretty goddamn awesome. Yeah. Do um, you want to... Yeah, so, I mean, if you haven't heard the interview, um, who the hell are you and why are you listening to 44? But (laughs) check it out. It's on our YouTube. Um, It's on our website. It's on uh, podbean.com and iTunes, of course. It's episode 43, Colin Talks Jurassic World 2. Um, He answered a lot of questions that we had about Jurassic World 2 and uh, revealed a fair amount to us, actually, which, I mean, if... Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome, man. Like, I,
1: I want to be uh, transparent. Uh, in the process of securing this, we had to submit questions um, yeah. for approval. You know, to make sure that the, you know, for one thing, to make sure we're not going to take too long. Talk about things that are important. Um, so we submitted a pretty large list. Um, barely any Jurassic World two questions, and I think what was surprising. You know, we we really talked about Jurassic World a lot and uh, other films mm. we talked about like you know safety not guaranteed his career things like that um but i think what was surprising is i figured definitely all the jurassic world 2 questions would be cut because they're very most of them were fairly direct a few of them were kind of ambiguous but most of them were fairly direct and i'm like there's no way that they'll be kept but you know let's put them in there just in case because they're questions we would want to ask
0: yeah and we, we the got end it of the back. day we want to hear that and yeah we got it
1: back and he cut everything except for the Jurassic world 2 questions we're like
0: okay huh. <laughs> we can work with that <laughs> yeah i mean he cut um i think it was more more when i was uh, when i received the email i think it was more due to explained due to timing you know yeah. we don't really want to talk about the past let's talk about the future so i mean that's what people want to hear we want to hear about jurassic world too but i did manage to slip in one jurassic world question which was about the east dock sign yes <laughs> That was, uh, was so important. It was originally cut, and then
1: you kind of, you're like, can we come on? I begged for it? it. And they're like, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> I begged for it. And his answer was hilarious. He was like, oh, it was more just an editing choice. <laughs> like, it's they, funny. So they did make a sign, and they made a sign, East Dock sign, and research center. So the, the one you see in the film is the research center, which Colin decided to use that instead of the East Dock sign so that, it gave the impression that Isla Nublar and the original Jurassic Park was way bigger than what we saw in the movie. Yeah, he, he said um, he
1: wanted to really kind of explore the universe of Jurassic Park, you know, expand the fiction. And uh, that actually, that, that that has me thinking, you know, that itself, that quote right there. Um, I, you know, I wonder if that type of philosophy is going to build into the sequel.
0: I do wonder. But, um, so let's go through, we've got a bit of a summary on the on the website that we wrote up. Um, yes. So let's go, I mean, it's, there was so much to take from it and every other website jumped on it before we even had a chance to write it up. Yeah. They,
1: some of them had their write-ups like while we were trying to do our write-up and I was like, I don't know if like they're just really good or if they have software or something because like literally I was working on the write-up and other websites like Collider might've been the first one. I don't recall, but they, they had the write-up. I was like, how the hell did you do it that fast?
0: But I know that the reason we didn't do a write-up and then post the interview is that we wanted people to go in fresh and not, you know, even the article title, we didn't put, oh, Colin reveals there's going to be animatronics. We wanted people to be able to listen to the whole interview without knowing what he says. And I think that was so important because that's fun, right? When you're listening to something that's an hour long or 40 minutes or whatever, and he's revealing so much and you've not heard of it before. You've not, you didn't know this. Um, I think that 's more exciting, so and then we yeah, and then every other website be us to the right up, but I think the main points is that he confirmed animatronics will play a larger role um, in fact, I think he said um it 's going to be like the previous trilogy where close ups and um you know it, more intimate shots will be animatronics, whereas the wide shots and the full body movement shots will be um, yeah
1: exactly uh, here 's uh one of his quotes um. He talks about uh, Jurassic World. Hold on. I think the lack of animatronics in Jurassic World had more to do with the physicality of the Indominus, the way the animal moved. It was very fast and fluid. It ran a lot and needed to move its arms and legs and neck and tail all at once. It wasn't a lumbering creature. We've written opportunities for animatronics in Jurassic World too, um, because it has to start at the script level. And uh, he says, I can tell you that Bayona has the same priorities, and he's all about going practical whenever possible. And to uh, go into that deeper, he did say that there were scenes in Jurassic World that he wanted to do uh, animatronics on. He could probably tell us every individual scene. And he said that it was a little bit also of a budgetary requirement of Jurassic World that led to less animatronics. Yeah. Um, And he said one of the rewards of success is they can do more animatronics in Jurassic World,
0: too. Uh, yeah, and I'm reading the quote now. They will utilize the general animatronic rules of the franchise, best used when standing still or with less complex actions, which is pretty much exactly how they've done it. Yeah. so you think of the I always think of the shot in Jurassic Park three when the raptors start towards the end when the raptors circu- circle the group as they're coming to the beach
1: that and you can yeah. from
0: a full body c g i raptor to an animatronic raptor that that barks and you you can't tell. It's so fluid, and it just is perfect. Yeah,
1: I want to commend both the animatronic raptors and the uh, CG raptors in Jurassic Park 3, because the seamlessness, for one thing, between practical and digital is almost unparalleled. I mean, Jurassic World didn't manage that, uh, in my opinion. They didn't have practical raptors. But I don't necessarily think the raptors, other than a few choice scenes towards the end, I don't think the raptors ever looked perfect as real as it did in Jurassic Park 3.
0: No they didn't for sure. Um, but that's obviously obviously ILM but it says here ILM are looking into using motion capture on real animals for Jurassic World 2 which is something that's never happened before um, so for especially herbivores I think that's going to be very yeah. very exciting if, if that does go ahead. And he, Colin also said because um, we, we were complimenting the Indominus Rex and how there's so many shots of it especially close ups where we actually did think it was an animatronic even though none existed, yeah, and he said uh, he gave instructions to ILM to animate the Indominus like it was an animatronic. So I think that shot when Pratt's under the vehicle mm-hmm. and the head comes down, it you can see it comes down like a Stan Winston robot. Yeah, it, it comes in stages. It kind of uh, what would you call it? Like pulses, pulses down, and it's yeah, it just looks real, man. That's no, the best yeah. CGI in that movie. Yeah, it
1: absolutely is. That that scene is really. Th- Thought out, just the framing and the CG, and the way the light interacts with it. You can tell it's CG because of the translucency effects that are going on, where you can see this the light saturating like the skin, the saliva, the tongue. But um, otherwise, it looks real. It's the only reason why you know it's not real is just because of certain like the certain fluidity of its tongue and saliva, and the fact that it doesn't look like it's added on. You can tell just if you know the effects that it's going to be CG there. But in terms of it actually looking real, it looks real. Like, And that's what's really cool about it.
0: So let's talk about Ancient Futures. He says, um, it more. will be more suspenseful and scary. Oops. It's just the way it's designed. It's the way the story plays out. I knew I wanted Bayona to direct it long before anyone ever heard that was a possibility. So the whole thing was just built around his skill set. So his skill set is horror, suspense, um, yeah. terror... You know, pretty much all the good words, all the scary words. Yeah, (laughs) and not...
1: I mean, if you haven't seen his movies, they're more of a slow burn type of suspense. Like, his... uh, The Orphanage is a very kind of personally driven horror film that's kind of slow burn. Um, It's not about, like, loud spectacle and jump scares in the typical sense. You know, it it, it plays with you. It plays with your mind. It's an unnerving movie. Yes, and I... that, That... is a really good fit for uh, Jurassic park because it's the same sense where there's the threat brooding on the horizon and you really, you know, there's always kind of like the edge of your seat tension without it being action. It's just tense. Like there's a sense of tension throughout and uh, it's palpable. And, yeah. uh, that applied to Jurassic park, Jurassic world is really exciting.
0: Was it to us that he said about, um, Oh, he, here we go the structure of jurassic world was about getting bigger and bigger as the story progressed jurassic world 2 is very inspired by the structure of jurassic park which had its biggest sequence in the middle and then funneled into a series of claustrophobic and intimate scenes towards the end and then he go he went on to say that that's what bayona uh can do and that's pretty much what jurassic world 2 yes. is going to do um so jurassic world Two's I mean, in theory, it's going to feel more like a the way a Jurassic Park movie plays out. Yeah, um, uh, it focuses. It really closes down towards the end and focuses on the characters that are in this situation rather than this big mass stampede of people uh, running. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, I, I like think...
1: the, in, the the him touching on the intimacy of it. I, I really. Mm. I think that that can really provide a great Jurassic film. And uh, that actually does open the door for animatronics, in my opinion, because sometimes the intimacy of the scenes, the sort of tight... Um,
0: Slow-moving, but yeah, pretty...
1: that, That's what makes the dinosaurs so cool, is they're animals. And, uh, you know, <laughs> animal movies that have a sense of fear attached to them when things kind of go wrong, it works best when they're animals being animals. And animals tend to, you know, if they're on the hunt, the prowl. There, there are slow moments lumbering moments mm-hmm. where they try to take in this situation are they are you food are they hunting you are they afraid of you are they attacking you know I, I think that a, it works fantastically in Jurassic Park um, and I don't know if we yeah. necessarily got any scenes like that in Jurassic World and uh, we, we've talked about that before but I and it was a choice because there's the structure of the movie but yeah, yeah going going to that it has me excited
0: so I think, um, I'm just going through these quotes now. So Jurassic World 2 is built upon the concept and stories that Crichton created with the novels. And there was a funny bit in the interview with Colin where he said, he said he's, he's taken dialogue from the first book in Jurassic World 2, and he said, it makes me feel like such a good writer. Look at me, that's a hell of a sentence. Like, <laughs> And you know what he means? Because I'm pretty sh- I don't know if I'm right with this. I always thought the scene when Dr. Wu and Rani are discussing, um, you know, the, the, the you never asked for a, Uhhuh. an animal you ask for bigger teeth or whatever it is he says there's a line where he says um um we're just uh, to, oh god what's it canary cat line um, yeah yeah uh, um to, to, monsters to, are a relative
1: term um to yeah. uh canary a cat's a monster we're just used to being a cat
0: Yeah, that line, right? Is that from the novel? I swear that's from the novel. I cannot
1: remember anymore. There were other lines that were from the novel that I recognized. Um, Some of them weren't even spoken lines of dialogue, but they were like kind of lines of descriptive text that then made it into dialogue, which was interesting.
0: Um, Yeah. I just just love that line. ecosystem line. Yeah. I just love the line in Jurassic World. It's just, just like,
1: boom! That's so That true. scene, uh, I, I love that scene. I wanted more I like that scene because it was a very, you know, it, that sense of kind of science and ethics uh, in via human interaction is such a Jurassic Park theme. And uh, that was like the one scene that really provided it. And it was like, blink and you miss it. But it was so good. There was, between B.D. Wong and Irfan Khan, like, um they they really carried that scene in such a fantastic way i would have loved to love to see more of it
0: yeah definitely and i think as well it was the it was one of the scenes that didn't expli- well it didn't explicitly talk about the first movie but it it really is about the first movie that you know what happened in 93 i think that that's so cool as well because you can have the jeep that you know is reminiscent from the first film but the fact that they're talking about something that happened 20 yeah. years ago is is was really cool um so he says um I think uh, no, that's the animatronic one. Uh, build upon the concepts, dialogue, Crichton. And... So yeah, I mean, he
1: said it's going to be a darker film, not necessarily bigger and better, uh, but it's you know it's not about getting bigger; it's about just being smart and having a reason for existing, scarier animatronics. Yep. So he he did talk about um <laughs> militarized dinosaurs.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Where's that? Where's I'm trying to find the. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, do you want to read the quote?
1: Uh, so we asked him, like, you know, kind of straight out, what's the deal with militarized dinosaurs? Did that plotline die with Hoskins, or, uh, is it something that's going to kind of continue onward? And, um, he said, you know, I'm not that interested in militarized dinosaurs, at least not in practice. I liked it, in theory, as the pipe dream of a lunatic, which is referring to Hoskins. Um... When that idea was first presented to me as part of an earlier script, it was something that the character that ended up being Owen was for, that he supported, something that he was actively doing even at the beginning. Derek and I, one of our first reactions was, no, if anyone's gonna militarize militarized raptors, that's what the bad guy does. He's insane. And, um, then, and then he, he goes on, Jurassic World War feels like a cartoon to me. I'd watch that cartoon with my kid, but I wouldn't make it.
0: Yeah. And, and I think we we kind of applauded that we yeah. were pleased because a lot of people, I mean, some people, yeah, fair enough, they want Jurassic World War, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's, it's not, not, not the logical route Park. for this movie to go. And it's yeah, it does. It, it would feel so far from the original trilogy.
1: There is something special about Jurassic Park being able to be not a over the top action movie. You know, it's about these animals, and the animals remain animals, not monsters. I mean, there are there are artistic liberties taken. To bring the movie to an entertaining place, but it just—it's not Jurassic Park. Again, it is a cartoon. It—I wouldn't even hate it if the cartoon existed in the future. If they made a Jurassic World War cartoon for Jurassic War, I mean Jurassic World, I'd, I'd watch <laughs> it. Um, yeah, but
0: like a yeah, I, I get you. It, it's a spin-off type thing. It, yeah. It's something else. It's not for the main trilogy. And he confirmed that to us. So that's fantastic news that the next one isn't just going to be dinosaurs with guns running around, you know, trained in the military I think what was also funny was we we asked about the Hawaii filming and and we asked specifically, where is it filming? Is it Kauai or is it Oahu? Because Jurassic World filmed on both Jurassic Park was mostly Kauai and he he wouldn't reveal because he was like, you guys know the islands too much (laughs) to know what we're going back to and I was like, okay, Okay, fair enough (laughs) that Um... would have been because yeah, that would have been cool yeah, but I have a feeling it's going to be Kauai. I think if 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 most of Nublar is Kauai, yeah, and then obviously Oahu was mostly Jurassic World. I just something tells me, due to you know Kauai being a much smaller island and you know less less people in a way, so there's less people leaking stuff and walking onto set. You know, but honestly, they're, they're much more hidden on Kauai. You know what's funny though is um, I
1: mean this is a good thing, but. There are always so many set leaks um, from movies that film. What's weird is Jurassic World did not have a single one from, like, press filming them. I mean, taking pictures when they were filming. It was just basically... Oh, it did. It's the like, first
0: day. The first day, I had the picture of Mizrani on the oh, golf on, buggy. On the golf buggy? On the, on the yeah, the June buggy thing that they were using to drive around set. I don't even
1: remember that. Um.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that was it. Yeah, there was no TMZ or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and that,
1: that's good. That is good. But it is kind of funny because, like, basically, it was the reason why we got pictures of the sets is because the sets remained in Hawaii for some time after they're, you know, while they're filming, while they weren't filming, and a lot of these areas people can access. So people would sometimes stumble upon them, take a picture. And they made it, the picture made its way online, as well as the mm-hmm. Jurassic Park Jeep just being hauled around Hawaii, um, <laughs> which is kind of one of the funniest things. It's just like. Like, oh, there's the classic Jurassic Park Jeep in Jurassic World, and
0: it's kind of rusty and muddy. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, um, yeah, so what else did he say? What else did he go on about?
1: Um, you know, he talked about, obviously, the structure of the movie. Uh, they do have a title, it is Secret. He's, you know, had a trilogy planned from the beginning, and at the beginning, he knew the end. He knows where it, he wants it all to go. Um. He, he talks... dress World 2 is about our relationship with animals and how we share the planet with other living things. There's mention of militarization in the sequel, but there's also mention of open source and humans living along dinosaurs, and he favors the latter for the sequel's story. Yes. Um, so... It's again he said you know straight up it's not the movie's not about militarization of dinosaurs we're not gonna see jurassic world war or anything along those lines in fact i think it was one thing that he said like if you're ever even going to go that direction with the movies and it's something he's not interested in he's like but it would take like four movies to get there anyways um so don't worry about that that's not happening
0: yeah um which is good um so uh, sorry, I'm going through these quotes. So Jurassic World Two is about our relationship with animals and how we share the planet with other living things. There's, oh, you just read this quote. <laughs> there's mention of militarization, but there's also okay. So let's move on. <laughs>
1: um, between okay, so basically there are a lot of there are a lot of really great little tidbits shared here. And now recently, there's been a lot more news. Um, mainly when J.A. Bayona was out promoting the Monster Calls, and uh, you know Colin Trevorrow was sometimes there. So a lot of press outlets would kind of ask them, hey, what's the deal with Jurassic World 2? And answers would come in.
0: Yeah, so we've got Jurassic World 2 to be a more complex film exploring the mistreatment of dinosaurs. So this was a quote from Bayona that's been... No nope. this is a quote from colin yes so it 's hard to us for imagine growing up not knowing Jurassic Park, but there is a whole new generation who possibly never saw it. We had to reintroduce the franchise for them with Jurassic world. It was a movie with universal ideas that could appeal to everyone. James Cameron understands that better than, better than anyone blah 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 uh, uh, so the dinosaurs will be uh, a parable of treatment of animals of the treatment animals receive today the abuse, medical experimentation, pets having wild animals in zoos like prisons. The use the military has made of them Animals as weapons The second part will be a very different More complex movie That will explore new paths For that reason it was clear that uh, Bayona would need to direct it In order to have it grow and evolve With his very personal vision Um, So he's kind of reiterating points That he made uh, on us with the podcast But it's very exciting I think So we're going to see uh, Dinosaurs are now part of the world Dinosaurs are now out there
1: for some yes. reason, yes, we don't
0: know how exactly, but clearly now they've been, you know.
1: So it's it's really funny. <laughs> did you notice on Facebook how toxic the comments were about that article? I did not. Oh, great! Liberals with their agenda making us care about dinosaurs. I, all I could think of was um, <laughs> all I can think of. Have you watched any of the Jurassic Park movies? For one thing, yeah. who gets offended by the idea of caring about that? animals I don't nobody I mean I don't know I've never met anybody who's like yeah fuck animals um so I don't know why people kind of took that to be I don't know whatever especially
0: because they're not animals these days like they're not real you know it's a film one it's a film and two dinosaurs can't exist these days they don't you know, on top, they're not of that, here.
1: on top of that, the movies have always successfully made the audience empathize with the dinosaurs. The movies have never ended with, like, destroy them all and making the audience want to see the dinosaurs be destroyed. I mean, we always want to see these animals uh, with their heroic moments, their terrifying moments. So I'm not sure why people find the thought of being told, hey, we're going to focus on the empathetic nature of humans and animals you know ugh, together oh, like no. like I'm why does that make that <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i i don't know if it's just an entire political climate right now where everyone is so quick to jump on the other i i don't know i was kind of laughing but i was also just disappointed because that is like the least offensive i don't understand i don't know whatever well, the best
0: the picture you chose for the article was great it was that it was the rex that roland uh captures and he's sitting by it with his hat and he's just not happy in that scene you know he's not happy he agrees with what he's done himself and the Rex is just there kind of defeated yeah that scene is
1: really really for one thing it's really good when you see the T-Rex breathing the
0: yeah and you can tell it's just pissed it's just like oh man here again stuck in this cage um yeah but uh so so what else did Bayona say there was another interview Uh, Jurassic World 2 will explore the responsibility mankind faces for creating dinosaurs, so it's kind of a similar point but in a video interview with Collide IGN, he says the dinosaurs will be a parable of the uh, that's the same quote yeah, oh no that was from the previous thing yes, no, in the video he talks about um, how he was approached to direct the movie based on the orphanage uh, and that Colin's intention with the sequel is to make it darker and scarier uh, he also discusses how it's important they stay faithful to the legacy of the original films but also bring something new and exciting and there's yeah. he talked more about if it you in the video. give me a second i can pull up the quote because i did transcribe it um sure yeah um but it's that's that was a pretty cool interview It was the first video weird. It's interview not we've in got the got article bit,
1: maybe my edit didn't save or something like that
0: maybe yeah the thing that is in the article is the is the previous quote with Colin <laughs> about the, uh, uh yeah, the treatment of animals. But he also says, um, there was, a, so the next bit of news, hold on. I, I
1: did want to jump to this real quick because I think it gives us a better idea of, um, what exactly Colin meant when he was talking about the parable of animals and everything along those lines, because mm. he, um, so he's talking about it and he basically, so the, basically the way that he words it is, um, Oh, shoot, I- I'm just gonna have to pull this one out of memory. I do have it somewhere, but um, he says, you know, we mankind faces a responsibility, probably. Um, I- I'd say it's something like. And that. he says that's something that we're gonna face. You know, our responsibility for creating these creatures, and what does that mean? With um, basically, in a way, like I think, in a way, he didn't say the word "playing god." But, did I just find it? Um, there is this conversation in the movies, you know, what is the human position with their dinosaurs? I think somehow this story is taking this subject matter in a more straightforward way, and I think it's very interesting, you know? What is our responsibility to our own creations? And I, I think that that's going to be, I imagine, uh, you know, taking that with Colin's quote and everything else that we've learned, I think that, there, you know, there might be a, A dilemma of ethics that happened you know where it's going to be there's no good answer on either side you know like it's you've created life and now these are extinct animals and they could have an impact on the entire world in a negative way but also you've created that life is it now your responsibility to nurture it and make sure it's not you know not manipulated not destroyed Uh, that's the way i kind of took it and with those two quotes together and I think that uh, that has a lot of promise
0: for a story so Chris I'm gonna ask you a question now okay so what does Jurassic World 2 have in common with the Empire Strikes Back well uh,
1: I will tell you Darth Darth Vader is Blue's father (gasps) no way um no, uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of funny because Bayona didn't necessarily compare Jurassic World 2 to uh, Empire Strikes Back or the Khan. He said that those are popular, kind of in pop culture, people tend to draw that comparison when talking about a sequel, and it's not entirely unfair to apply to Jurassic World 2, but he wasn't like, Jurassic World 2 is going to be our Empire Strikes Back. But yeah. rather he said, and he goes on, he says, you know, it'll be a darker movie, a little bit more serious, but uh, he goes on to say, um, the film takes the story to new places, which surprised me. We are going to places where the saga has never been before, and yet at the same time, we are staying true to the franchise, but we will take it a step further. There are things that will happen that people are not expecting, and they are really shocking. That's what excites me about a project like this. Now, uh, sorry for people who have never seen The Empire Strikes Back, but uh, it's revealed that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father um i know right now it's a really it's an awesome scene it really is and that's why it's always referenced in pop culture because it really is a shocking and awesome scene it's just so well done and there's a build to it and um obviously i don't think we're gonna have any heritage reveals in jurassic world 2 but i I think (laughs) it's about surprising the audience and having a moment where literally it's just like i did not see that coming
0: yeah, and I think that's what it needs as well Because it, like Colin has said In multiple times, you can't just have people running From dinosaurs this time, you can't just be The same old People are stranded um, So, you know, save that for the expanded Universe now, because there's still stories to tell There on those islands, but Well, I mean, for the, let's for the be the honest franchise,
1: It sounds like this movie's going to be On the islands more than we Originally anticipated
0: judging well, by they everything they filming in Hawaii yeah, yeah. it
1: seems like they're going to be there well we asked Colin in the interview I, I realized that we didn't cover that when we were breaking it down but we asked Colin like hey you know so you're filming in the islands does that mean that the movie doesn't take place outside of the islands and he said well there's a good portion of the movie that takes place in Hawaii in familiar territory he said there's also a portion of the movie that takes
0: place elsewhere yeah um, so I, yeah I think we're going to see it regardless um, but yeah I, I
1: do just judging by the news that we've gotten it does sound like we'll be spending a little more time in the islands than I originally thought we would Um, do you think it'll be Nublar or Sorna or both or uh, another island I've been really giving that some thought like a lot of thought and I I I think a lot of people have been kind of I've noticed a lot of people going like I wonder if that means Isla Sorna is going to be back um, I've seen a lot of people kind of drawing that. I don't know if it's just hopeful speculation. I think Nublar is definitely going to be back. If you're going to return to the islands, I think Nublar has one of the richest histories to explore um, between Jurassic and Park and Jurassic coming World. Coming
0: from Jurassic World, I think if they're going to go back to anything from the, origin, from the new park, then they have to go to Nublar. But yeah, I'm on, I'm on. you know, I'd like to see Sauna again. I think even though we've seen it twice already, I think it's time now. It's time we see Sauna it's just, again. The only thing is
1: is there needs to be, for me, a good reason for them to return to the islands. If you give them a good reason, like a, an actual good reason and a progressive reason to keep the story progressing away from the islands, if that is established, then I am definitely 100% on board. And that's just, I, I'm kind of looking forward to it because they're saying all the right things so in the back of my mind i'm like what story do they have like you know what is the grander sto- story that's happening here and um this is completely offbeat but i just want to mention it um, a lot of people are using the word darker to describe jurassic world too but i think the original quote was a little bit more serious taking things like a little more straightforward and serious and darker is just kind of a lackadaisical way to describe that um, now people are kind of misconstruing it and being like oh great so we have dark brooding film." now don't get me wrong it might be darker and brooding but I think the idea is it's just going to be a little bit more of a tense serious scary movie kind of like Jurassic Park you wouldn't necessarily call Jurassic Park a dark movie but it's also not a happy-go-lucky movie it's adventurous but it takes itself seriously and I think that that's yeah what...
0: definitely And I, but I think the same way in the way Jurassic Park feels and then the lost world feels darker like you said yeah I... That's the kind of darkness I want to go. The lost world, if not even a little bit more horror. You know, it's time to make Jurassic Park serious again. I think that's. I share that that view with a lot of people. Now, just moving on. <laughs> sounds, like there's, a, there's a, sounds like a Donald Trump hat. Make Jurassic World serious again. <laughs> make yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, we should we should get uh, some of those printed, man. Oh man, he would, but yeah. So, so he would make a great Jurassic Park villain. Who Trump? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if he's cameos yeah, in Jurassic World too. That could be interesting.
1: Watch him mercilessly, like. <laughs> let's just
0: somebody rip his face off
1: oh my god somebody needs to put him into Zara's scene so it's Trump just, just,
0: just <laughs> yeah.
1: talking and just oh, oh man I'm drunk. gonna get
0: some uh you're gonna be sorry when he gets in man oh no he's definitely <laughs> not getting in but I know I'm definitely gonna get some angry tweets you see someone fucking... smashed up his star yeah man. yeah like, I did see that that's, that's wrong man it, I mean, it yeah, is he's, it, he's a bit of a dick but if anyone deserves
1: it it's him but yeah it, yeah, you it, don't it, smash up stuff. I don't star. think that it makes any statement at this point that hasn't been made more efficiently by people speaking up I think people are really The funny up. thing
0: is is that you know the person who smashed up is the one that's gonna end up paying for it because it comes out of taxes yeah. you know so it's like it's kind of irrelevant you've actually just made it more expensive for everybody else um so I think but it probably no felt really has... good
1: to be fair
0: yeah I'd imagine it's someone who's very invested <laughs> i mean uh, You know, I'm I'm obviously outside the US so I'm kind of watching it and laughing um, because everything that happens is just this this frenzy this entire cycle
1: has been something else
0: you have two of the most idiotic (laughs) campaign-like campaigns going on right now and it's like who the hell are you going to vote for because they both have huge flaws and obviously Hillary's the safe option anyway we're getting political (laughs) (laughs) just like Jurassic um... World 2 (laughs) apparently moving on slightly if you head to jurassicoutpost.com forward slash news you'll get all of our articles and there was a little one that I just want to mention um, so Scan Command was a JP3 game and recently some new concept art emerged from it which is so cool the concept art just ridiculous like, yeah um... it's it's just some really awesome shots of um, just this this kid running through what looks like a, a, an in-gen lab and there's a dinosaur chasing and it just looks good I never played Scan Command, but I. No! You know, go back and visit it because no one has gameplay up on YouTube of Scan Command. Dude, I it played it. Gameplay of that. Um,
1: So, it was like the original Pokemon Go for me, except for it wasn't like the social experience. But, um, so, you could scan barcodes, and the barcodes would then translate into DNA sequences, which you uploaded to the game. So, after I had basically exhausted my source of barcodes in the house. Even though you could only, I think you could only bank four at a time before you had to dump them. I would walk like half a mile down to the store, (laughs) scan stuff, walk home, dump it into the game, walk back,
0: walk home, back and forth, and I would just
1: continuously build my DNA sequences.
0: Oh, that was fun. And then, of course... Was it was it like a... I know that they did that, but was there like a... a could you play as characters? Was there stuff in the jungles? Like, what happened uh, in the game? I, like,
1: other than... I don't remember. You, s- you you built the dinosaurs and you battled them. I don't remember if there was, like, any, like, exploratory platforming segments of the game. I definitely remember building my DNA sequences, building my dinosaurs. I think you made them stronger. Um, you kind of... I think you had stats and, like, better DNA sequences, applied to better stats i believe um Mm. it was it was a cool idea it it was you had to have this little device it would have honestly worked a thousand times better with smartphones and qr codes or upcs and everything like that um nowadays but then it was it was pretty cool um it was a bit of a pain to play as time went on because you kind of were stuck doing what i was doing as you yeah, ran, very repetitive, as you ran out of in your house.
0: and and Jurassic Park Three had a had a load of games that went with it. Like I, I wrote, like I said, I wrote them all up the other day. Oh and man, like like even far up until, too many games. <laughs> even up until like the
1: mid two thousands, they would sit in the uh, shovelware portion of Toys R Us, like just sit, yeah. Like, uh, I, I swear it hasn't been these. that long since I saw uh, like Jungle Defender where you had
0: like I uh, Dino du- Defender. well yeah where
1: the dude looked like a mixture of like Master Chief and uh, what's his name from Toonami.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. It's a little robotic yeah. so, you, so for JP3, I'm just going to speed go through them. So you had Dino Defender, Danger Zone, Scan Command, the arcade game, Island Attack, The DNA Factor, Park Builder, Jurassic Park Survival was unreleased. Um, and there were a couple more online games, you know, to do with the whole website and stuff. Um, I played, I never played Park Builder on the Game Boy, but I played the Park DNA Park Builder Factor was and... really good. Yeah, it was like Operation Genesis, just not as advanced. Yeah, it wasn't as advanced, but it had
1: had some differences. I think what was really cool was the amount of dinosaurs in the game. It had a lot more than
0: um yeah, than... yeah. I think it had um I wrote it down. One hundred and forty animals. Yeah, it had a hundred and forty of... dinosaurs in this game, and it had more variety of customization, like different types of bushes and trees you can yeah. put down, whereas Operation Genesis was kind of basic in that sense, you know, you only have very specific buildings and that's it. Oh,
1: fun little Operation Genesis news, and uh, credit to Josh Nublar 7 for pointing this out to me, but uh, back in May, I believe it was Activision, um, renewed, Hang on. renewed, the co- no, don't get too excited, they renewed their copyright. The thing is, it was on a list with 27 other titles that they renewed copyrights for, uh, including, like, Crash Bandicoot right. and other titles along those lines. And uh, I, I I talked to somebody who follows Video Game News who knows it pretty well, and uh, he basically said, Hey, uh, you know, it just means that they cared about it enough to renew the trademark, and basically they're probably thinking... Hey, maybe Universal might come knocking or maybe we might want to do something that, with this down the line but the mm-hmm. fact that it was in a bulk renewal means it was just yeah, yeah. like, okay, let's like, it under the like belt. yeah, let's renew that just in case because you never know and it wasn't a standalone renewal if it was a standalone renewal, I would be looking at that very very and like I would be very yeah. intrigued I would think that it was probably going but somewhere but it was just part of a bulk renewal with a lot of franchises that probably aren't going anywhere. From my understanding, Crash Bandicoot is one of those franchises that people continuously want to see go somewhere, and it just hasn't. Yeah,
0: love Crash. Uh, but I think what's interesting is Jurassic, World, uh, Jurassic Park Operation Genesis was the one game that they 100% should have released a new version of. For Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Because it's about a new park, Jurassic park, Jurassic World Operation Genesis, build your own Jurassic World. Like, doesn't isn't that the most logical thing? Oh, Surely, absolutely! Like, that wouldn't even be so expensive to for them to have produced the game like that. You know, that's just, it's a park building. Yeah, it's if RC, they, if it's they a,
1: went to one of the established park building developers and said, "Hey, we want one for Jurassic Jurassic World. Um, this has been done before with Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, and uh, what can you guys do for us?" I am sure if they would have went to them like. A year and a half in advance, or so, two years. It's uh, a, a solid game could have come out, even if it came I, out I don't after the movie. Um, and there is still, even if, even as the movies move away from the parks, that's still a game that absolutely
0: could needs to happen.
1: Yeah, and it wouldn't cut into the into the microtransactions of the Ludia game. Uh, people will always pay pay during
0: their free to play games. Um. Which are, just making a normal game that you get on PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Yeah. And also,
1: no exclusivity with a brand like this. Yeah. Don't screw that, man. It's, it's got to really, go. It's no, got to go on all of them, And I mean, don't go PC only. Don't go Xbox only. Don't go PS Four only. Go for all of them across the board at the same time. Let as many people play the game as possible. Um, hell, it looks like the Nintendo Switch. Might be powerful enough to play downported versions of Xbox One games and PS4 games, so put it on that console. I mean, put yeah.
0: it on as many allow as many people to play these games as possible. So, Chris, let's talk about this very exciting news: the open casting for, for Lucy. The role of ni- yeah, nine years a nine years of age, Lucy. So, the casting call was found by New Blast Seven, mm-hmm. and um, it says. She is a young girl of around nine years of age. The girl playing Lucy must be at least nine years of age by February 2017, but cannot be over ten years old. She must be a sensitive and clever actress capable of handling long and complex scenes. Lucy must be able to handle a range of emotions from tender moments to her father to anxiety, bravery, and shock. Now that tells me... That she's going to be running around on the islands, or she's going to be in the in the in the midst of it. Like, she's she's at, either if something happens on the mainland and she's involved, but something tells me there's definitely dinosaurs and Lucy. Yes, and I based I, I on that, definitely
1: get that. Um, I, okay, great, so I want to uh, I want to add a little bit to this. Apparently, Lucy has they've been casting quietly for Lucy since early October. Um, right. not via, website, so it was basically, you know, your agent would give you a call and say, hey, we've got this thing, and, uh, when yeah. agents are casting for it, apparently they've been casting as old as 12, um, and it's basically the agent knows the look that they're going for, um, so they're more comfortable saying, going a little bit older, because that way they know whether or not the child looks too old or not, um, but with the open casting, or the more open casting, I think they're just trying to weed out, uh, older applicants um, yeah so
0: I think like what you said in your article was uh, they they very likely got Millie Bobby Brown who played Eleven in Stranger Things and just purely because of her success yeah and, well no she's know, a great I mean not just because of her success she's a great actress like uh, yeah yeah of course like she was brilliant and would you would Eleven in Jurassic Park yes please, please. yeah mm-hmm. no oh, absolutely awesome. I think that casting
1: her would be a clear fit uh, they oh, Darn, ah, shoot, what was the name of the other actress I had suggested from Game of Thrones?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, Um, but I don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but yes, I know who you mean. Um, she's younger,
1: she's kind of was a breakout star of the new season, uh, well, I tweeted about it at the very least, that, that would be another option I could see, um, but Millie Bobby Brown, she kind of comes off as a Jurassic Park, um. In in a good way. I don't mean this because I know people are like, "Oh, kids, Jurassic Park." But no, she comes off as like, a Jurassic Park character. Um, just she would look at home in a Jurassic Park film. Yeah. If that makes sense,
0: I completely agree. So it says here though, uh, you can get the information on the on the on the auditions from those two websites. But it also says um, the casting, uh, the filming will take place in the UK from February to June, with a shoot lasting roughly five months, as the but the casting call did not mention Hawaii. But I have a feeling, you know, if five months in the studio doesn't sound right. It would probably be three months in. Yeah, two, I think they're three months on Hawaii. They don't. So they probably don't have the
1: exact window locked down. Very point. early. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I have a feeling, uh, based on the description of her, I think she's going to be on the island, or she's she's obviously a character in the movie that plays a, a large role, much like Tim and Lex in the first Jurassic Park, or Kelly in the Lost World. I think would be more uh, relatable. Yeah, um, as Kelly is on her own, she's she's terrified. She's kind of wound up there by accident, um, and she's with her father. Yeah. So I have a feeling, you know, this mentions that she's got to have tender moments with her father. Um,
1: whatever now, what happens with
0: co- Lucy? She's she's obviously not Pratt's daughter. No. Um, now the question <laughs> is:
1: is is it really a father, or are they just using that to kind of summarize the relationship that she has with the character, even if it's not a father? Mm. It could just be a summarization to avoid spoilers, although Actors Access, if I'm not mistaken, were they not the ones that posted the sides of Hamada?
0: They certainly did, and those sides are still online, (laughs) if I remember correctly. Yeah, so it is very possible
1: that they might have been a little too descriptive there. Um, I don't know do you have any popular theories uh, for and it's completely based off of no facts whatsoever because there's literally nothing to go off of but what, what do you think do you think that she's uh, do you think that the father figure is a character that we know or do you think it's going to be an entirely new character
0: well let's be honest I mean if they are bringing anyone back Grant's definitely not having kids no I mean he, he he's it's not I that mean, he'd be he against should've. it
1: it's not that he'd be against it it's just Jurassic Park 3's character arc left him in kind of a sad, just defeated state, yeah. and...
0: I mean, that totally just... The, the way that they introduced him and Ellie in Jurassic Park 3 totally went against what happened at the end of Jurassic Park, but whatever. Yeah. Joe Johnston made a call there, and uh, I think it's an interesting call that a- actually what happened to Ellie and Grant fucked them up. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they couldn't be together. They, it, was too, it was too much if for them. If the movie
1: handled more complex themes... And had a better payoff for that. I, I think that that could have worked. It just kind of seems like a, it's, a, it's thrown there at the beginning. But then Ellie saves his day, and it's not really you don't you don't get any good character development. So it, for me, it's not satisfying at all on screen. Yeah. But it could have it could have been complex, but it's not.
0: But to your question, um, yeah, I mean, I think they've written father. I, I do think that they they're. they're they may have already cast somebody who's coming in on these auditions to work with my. You know, personally, I'm not that, sure if that
1: person would be going in. But my thought is, whoever's playing the father um, might be a leading character, so they would cast that person. And the reason why they're casting such a wide net for Lucy is they want to find somebody with good screen chemistry with whomever's
0: playing the father. Exactly. This is so, what I mean. They might somebody who they may be whittling down all these actresses, these young actresses, getting twenty of them in a room. Or, yeah. Know, bringing them in with the person whoever's playing the father that could be the way that they're going to do it to make read scenes together read read dialogue together so Um, I don't know man I I, you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking though right that if anyone's going to return oh I think at this point yeah if if anyone's going to return it's not going to be Grant he's even said himself he just uh, Sam Neill said himself, he hasn't been called. Yeah. Now, if he was in it, he probably would have been called by now. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll come back it, to this for Jurassic Park well, Three,
1: and it's more than likely a brand new character. But I, I with all these parallels to the Lost World Jurassic Park, I, there, there is a version of me that really would find it um, gratifying to get Malcolm back. Um, and the, I think the only logical person to return is Malcolm. His character at this stage. really, he would, he's like a moth to the flame you know he he sees things going wrong he wants to be there to say I told you so
0: um, yeah and I think that's going to be very prominent in this movie as obviously we, we've talked previously about how Bayona said um, this, this movie deals with the implications that humans have, have made for themselves by creating dinosaurs that's something that Malcolm wants to come he wants to show up to and be like I fucking told you so and to be honest I
1: mean don't get me wrong you could write an entirely new character I mean don't write them like Malcolm but you can write a character who can kind of provide a similar input but uh yeah he provides a very I guess a, a certain sense of dress a dress apart type character that can push the dialogue and the interactions in a meaningful way that is gratifying on screen and I don't think that uh Owen or Claire Necessarily have been built in that direction so he could a character such as Malcolm or another character entirely I think that that does provide a very awesome sort of needed complexity to the film so I mean I'm hoping that it's him or someone like him
0: um, I don't think there's anyone out there that doesn't want him to return. No, exactly, I, I, you know, Jeff Goldblum is is a is a household name, but but at the same Ian time, Malcolm is a character everybody loves. The Malcolm. At the
1: same time, it's you know you need a good reason for it. It, it. You can't just bring these original characters back. Like everyone wants Grant back, and I would love to see Grant back, but after Jurassic Park three, yeah. it just it's so hard. You know, you would need a really good reason. And Jurassic World didn't end with a good reason for Grant to come back. So it having him, exist having him, yeah,
0: exactly. If you want to bring someone back like Grant, you've got to build for that. Um, yeah, and, and that I just, will come in time. I think they, you know, I have a feeling it might get to the point do where, you think, in Jurassic World three? we might see Grant you know, as it's it'll be the technically the last movie so I, I feel like yeah, it that would, would be, be a nice opportunity for them to, to bring Grant back. Even as like a send-off
1: yeah. even as like a smaller kind of John Hammond send-off type of like, Yeah, more
0: of a cameo yeah. almost just kind of nodding and being like yep, yeah, well that was fun <laughs> you know. <laughs> as long as it's not too you know.
1: forced in and anything like that yeah, I, I could buy that but I guess what I'm getting to is Grant especially as a character you would need to build towards re- him returning for it to have any sense of reality, where you're just not going, like, really? Like, yeah, I'm happy to see him on screen, but really? No force. Yeah. Earth or heaven
0: could get me to that island. Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> just flies, <laughs> flying to the island. God damn it. Except money, by the way. It's, except except money. for money. Just pay me. <laughs> just pay me. But the open casting is very cool. I think the last point I want to bring up, um, something irrelevant to that, is um, Chronicle Collectibles have now opened pre-orders... For the one to one scale Velociraptor bus, the clever girl they're calling it, um, it's now available for pre-order, which is nine hundred ninety nine dollars. So if you've got a thousand bucks, slap it down. Uh, pre-order. Ten one. month
1: pa- payment plan is something important to remember. There are payment and plans. It's expensive, it's expensive, but I mean, it's quality. It's, it's really it's a big. Official it's product. It's cast off of the. Uh, it's cast off of the original animatronic um, molding. Full body, which you well, can see a picture yeah. of on
0: our website,
1: and uh, it's big. And in fact, the picture on our website. Doesn't do it justice for how big this thing is. Uh, I've held well, it. that's that's kind of why I'm I've in, held uh... it in like the head. I haven't held the, the official cast like the product, but I've held the the, the casting. When I was at Chronicles, like, I got to hold their casting of their Velociraptor. They're 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 not the replica. They're a prop piece, and uh, like the head and neck is like my entire torso.
0: It is that's huge. Ridiculous. It yeah. is huge. I think you'll get a scale for it if you go on um if you go on the article that we posted check out the image i put in the middle which is the chronicle stand from san diego uh, from the comic con uh you can see the breakout wrecks in the container there and you can see next to it you've got owen and and the raptor and then you've got the human figures which are 12 inch right of, uh, yeah Grant. but even
1: there i'm telling you that is not doing the size
0: of it justice like if you saw but it's person- massive compared to like the Compi and stuff i mean like it, you can tell even from that it's it's insane. Yeah, and what, the
1: stegosaurus is almost three feet long, and isn't it like dwarfing the
0: stegosaurus? Yeah, it, it is, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's big, is what I'm getting at. It's it a looks great, very big piece. Aside from that, <clears throat> it is an expensive piece, but <clears throat> the paint job on it is is so real. Oh, it's, it's so... It's it's just the movie. I don't know, it's just so perfect. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, you're, you're paying for... And these things, you know, they're not... You're, the complexity of the paint job for one thing—that's not easy to do. Um, it, the materials are high quality. This is officially licensed Jurassic Park. It's gonna be a limited edition, probably around only 300 made, um, and that's it. Yeah, and, and the, this is
0: the sm- one of the. Yeah, it's a very unique piece, and the stand that they've even displayed on is is dank. I oh mean, yeah, I
1: love the stand. You know, if I'm being entirely honest, the. Uh, the hunting bust for the Lost World Mail Rex wasn't exactly my
0: thing, but this is completely up my alley. Uh, yeah, the bronze Jurassic yeah. Park logo wrapped around it, and the stone. It's like a visitor center. Yeah, the visitor center stone. stonework. Um, absolutely. I, I love it. Attention to detail that fans have never received before. I think this is Chronicle... Like, we've said it before, and we said it when we talked to Paul, it's something that fans have been wanting for 20 years since the first movie came out. This attention to detail on products that are from the movie, officially licensed products, just, something that's never happened. I just
1: wish the official Jurassic Park Twitter would kind of start to acknowledge it, their website, everything like that, because I think the biggest thing, that the hurdle that Chronicle faces right now is they're a new company. They're only like two and a half, three years old now. A lot of people don't know about them, and the hur- hurdle that they have to uh, jump over now is people discovering these products because there are people out there but a lot of them in the past it's always been unofficial products and it's kind of hard to reinforce no these are official you know jurassic park collectibles much like the sideshow piece and if sideshow yeah, did this should... if sideshow did this the quality wouldn't be the same but let's say sideshow did it for the same quality same price um if sideshow did it it would be worse and you know because th- not yeah, I mean, sideshow, sideshow did
0: bad. uh sideshow did it rex and it and it wasn't accurate yeah.
1: Not that such is bad or anything like that. They're pretty cool. They're, they're good, but Chronicle really has attention to detail. It's like no other. But uh, if they did, the thing is, the sales would be there just because they're an established brand. People follow them and they collect them. Uh, and I think what kills me is none of these film vlogs. I mean, they'll jump over themselves to. And I love Star Wars. Star Wars is huge. It's Jurassic Park isn't as big as Star Wars. So don't get. I'm not going to pretend like they're exactly equivocal in that sense. But um. It's kind that none of these blogs are covering the fact that you can buy a Jurassic, a licensed Jurassic Park Velociraptor or the breakout statue. They carry, you know, they, they'll, they'll put an article out about the newest pop uh, figures. They'll put an article out about this and that. And yet Jurassic Park is getting one of the best treatments that any film franchise has got now. And um,
0: yeah Nothing nothing yeah. you can own a... it's ridiculous i mean i mean head to the article on our site we've got behind the scenes pictures that chronicle have shared with us um where you can see the raptor in the making you can see um one of the dudes there uh, putting it all together the the raptor heads upside down you've got Paul painting uh, sculpting and painting the eye that's <laughs> super yeah. super cool you've got a drawing of the bus i love the little film. concept present it yeah i mean check it out man we've got loads of behind the scenes pictures from chronicle that we're beginning to share and they reveal a lot more about it i mean you can see reference images of the raptors on on the wall there that i've never seen those pictures themselves before yeah. they must have got them from university in the so background yeah i saw that i'm like huh
1: that's a different reference image um
0: listen to our interview with Paul, or i think we've got a couple of interviews got, right like, now, three, and, or and four. You'll, you'll hear the dedication that comes from it um that they're putting into it, and then the love. Paul is a fan just like us, so it's yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it's what he wants, it's what I want, it's what Chris wants, it's what it's what everyone wants. Yeah, this I mean, officially give it. licensed stuff. If I had all the money in the world, I would have pre-ordered multiple copies of each one of the items. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I I want the breakout on my desk. I want the compy on my desk. I want the heads, the, each of the animal heads on my wall. I want the stego on my shelf. You know, if, yeah, I mean, if I'm being
1: entirely honest, I do wish that some of these more expensive items, um, for their own sake, if they, they had waited a little longer before revealing them, simply to help establish, yeah. you know, start with some smaller Jurassic Park pieces to kind of start establishing the brand, getting the word out there, and then moving to the bigger ones, just because, you know, I'm afraid that a lot of people in two years from now are going to go, wait, what? They did a bust of the Raptor two years ago? I didn't know. Oh, how much is it going for on eBay? Oh, God. You know, it's like one of those things, it's like, in a few years from now, people, you know, I think Chronicles is going to really establish itself, especially with Jurassic Park. and
0: uh, Yeah, and I, th- I, I, I see what you're saying, because um, they only make a limited run, mm-hmm. but it's obviously, it's not something they could they could put, you know, if there was a huge demand for another raptor, they could do a Lost World one, there's a different paint job or something, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, if I'm it's being honest, world. I would never drop
1: a thousand on a Lost World raptor.
0: Oh, I certainly would. I would Chronicle. (laughs) Oh, I know other people would. I'm just saying. (laughs) When it comes to the Lost World, um, just just to just to end this podcast, just to reiterate a point I made at the start of the podcast, um, the Lost World is the kind of movie that you can watch every day, all day. Um, It's a perfect movie, and if you really are a fan of the fan of of the the Lost World. (laughs) <laughs> the Lost World is the, is the best movie that's ever been made in the history of cinema. So, Absolutely. <laughs> on that note, Chris, it was lovely to speak to you. Um, <laughs> and um, do you have any last world? words? Um, that sounds sinister, almost. Um, <laughs> any, you, last any last words? words? <laughs> the Lost World is the best. It's, it's all I can say, man. It's, oh, it's man. the best movie that's ever been made. Um, last night I watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, is
1: that the first
0: or the second? That's the first one, okay. and you know what? There is so many Jurassic Park references in it. it just it's just it's very little of them. It, it, it's a it's a Crichton story. It's it's got a f- few tiny cheesy moments. Oh yeah, um, like when he's like, oh, there's the bit where he he tested the medicine on his dad, and he comes to um, I forget the name, but like his boss at the Genesis company. And he's like, I tested it on my dad, and he's like, we're never going to do it. I tested it on my dad, and it works. And he's like, I'm going to give you everything. <laughs> yeah. you need. Like, I, I would have like, been like, whoa. I would have been
1: like, Give me a little more to go off of here. You did what? <laughs> yeah. and- you get
0: anything, anything you want is yours. I'll give you an office. You can have my office. Like just, just, just make me money. It's like a complete switch. Yeah, I, I would the movie is awesome. Yeah, the
1: movie is great. It really is. It has. And,
0: and 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 it was written. Uh, by Rick Jaffer and Amanda Silva, who wrote the first draft of Jurassic World mm-hmm. before Colin and Derek took over. So it's very interesting to see. Um, it would be really cool, kind of what their style is like, I would and love their style to see is, see that is very. Come out. Um, I would love
1: to see Colin's script come out for Jurassic World as well. Like, I just would love to be able to have a chance to read those. It would be really yeah, cool. Definitely. Um,
0: That's my final but, point, though. I, would I, watch, I do have one question um, for you. Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Just in a broad stroke, with all this news that we've been getting. Do you have any thoughts about Jurassic World 2 where it might be going? Like, what do you expect from it? Well, Cause we come okay, so we news. obviously
0: know we know we're going back to the islands, but that doesn't necessarily... I mean, I, I think we're going back for something sinister. I, it seems like we're not going to go back just to go back and and, and collect stuff. or something. I don't know. There's going to be an ulterior motive from some other company. Whatever the hell Woo is up yeah. to now. Yeah. Because obviously Wu left, and it was very. They held on the shot of Wu holding the briefcase. Wu has been up to something. Three years have passed. What's he been doing? And I he's obviously going back for whatever goddamn reason. Um, if if he go, you know what I mean. Like, I think we're yeah. gonna see Wu again, and I think he's gonna be going back to the islands for some specific reason. You know, I don't know if he'll um, be going back to
1: the islands. He might. I, I, I don't know. Um, I will definitely see him. We'll definitely see him. Yeah. There's no question about it. He know, he might be the portion in the movies that like, takes place elsewhere, even. Um,
0: this is true. I think it's going to be... I think this movie is going to be like the Jurassic Park 3 that never happened, where half of it was on the mainland and half of it was on the island, where there's two kind of situations going on that are incredibly I'm related. I'm not sure if I could... I've...
1: Buy dinosaurs on the mainland unless it turns out that Not they, unless, unless there's a facility like if Engine has a facility like a temporary facility that they're running operations from elsewhere, then I could buy it. But I mean, again, it's like one of those things. Like suddenly, like oh, dinosaurs are loose. I would be like. Really, this is now only a problem after an incident in Jurassic World? Uh, it just, it's too... Yeah, I,
0: I definitely don't... It, I don't see dinosaurs on the mainland running around. Um, I just mean... I just feel like there's going to be a story that isn't on the islands that links to whatever is happening on the islands. Um, do you think this will I, be like
1: a swan song for the islands to kind of move away, or do you think Jurassic World 3 will have an equal role to play?
0: No, I th- I think the movies will always play a part, but I think this will be... Um, this will be the bridge between moving finally off the islands, but also, st- you know, because Jurassic World was entirely on Nubla, um, other than the scene in Wisconsin. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, I think this will be the one where they move away from the islands, but it will be a goodbye. It'll be like a. <sighs>
1: it's,
0: it's, it's a, a transition. Uh, almost like a love note. Yeah.
1: That, that's, my, that's my best guess, because it's hard for me to find a good reason to return to the islands unless you're doing it that way. Um, You need a good story reason, but then you also need to make it just satisfying to watch. And as much as I love these movies, there are so many beautiful, wild, and amazing places in this world that would be awesome to see dinosaurs in. Um, I think it's time to explore some of those options. And uh, if you're going to go to the islands again, it's probably simply so we can see the story evolve away from them in a very meaningful and... um, kind of a way that makes sense frightening
0: way yeah um chris it's been nice to speak to you dude um i will uh we'll we'll have to do another one of these soon the news is really picking up yeah
1: I, i kind of wonder if we're gonna get i mean i think that we're due for casting news um well we're almost out of october so in november i think that we will absolutely get casting news in november um Right. I don't know we'll if it, I don't determine. know if it'll come from official sources or if it'll be like the trades reporting who's in in talks. But uh, if if there isn't news in November, I will be incredibly surprised. Uh, yeah, and maybe what? a name, a title, a logo, a teaser. I, I really don't know. Uh oh, I've got a sneeze.
0: <laughs> i just lost it. on the sneeze we will end the podcast head to jurassicoutpost.com for all the news and information if you have news if you have information if you have rumors send them to us uh forward slash contact you can get on the uh, contact form there um yeah and head to our forums for all jurassic park news and discussions uh, chris i'll speak to you soon buddy. all right sounds good